Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. $50 fine for, for Xander. <laughs> You're late to team meeting. $50 fine, Xander. Good afternoon, everybody. Appreciate everybody coming aboard. You guys are just absolutely awesome. You're the best sports fans I've ever spoken to in my entire life. Guys, you guys are spectacular. Thank you very much, by the way, for coming aboard during the morning there with the middle when I'm sitting in for Harry Mays, and I appreciate you guys. By the way, I will start it off as we always do. Please hit the like button. Thank you so much. The Night Flyer, what up? Appreciate you coming in. Already talking trades. Andrew says another great show with you and Barrett today. Okay. Hey, listen, man, that's really good stuff. We were really good. Just talking ball and talking dude stuff, man. That was really great and really fun. We're going to be doing that for the next couple weeks too. So big Chris, appreciate you coming aboard. By the way, that's right. Merrill Reese will join us in hour number two. We will talk to the legendary voice of the Philadelphia Eagles, get his spin on the offseason and a lot of the rumors that are going around the quarterback position. And I appreciate, like I said, once again, you guys coming aboard here. I got to start it out, man. Xander puts a poll up yesterday and put my, my suggestion, I'll call it, of throwing a guy like Landon Dickerson on a trade block to try to manipulate a deal so that we could land a Deshaun Watson or a Russell Wilson quarterback. And immediately, everybody's like, Sills, worst idea ever. No good. Can't put that guy out there. You're making it sound like this thing would just roll like a hamster wheel. It would just just happen. Hey, Big Sills going to convince us to trade Milada today. That is... No, I am not going to do that. You guys are insane. I am not going to do that. Kelsey's on the ball. <laughs> Xander, hey, Xander said at the, just so you guys know, he went like this. So you just spent two hours on a deal to try to get rid of Landon Dickerson. I'm not trying. I'm taking, I'm taking offense to this position that you, Xander, and everybody watching is now taken with me. I am not trying to get rid of anybody. I even have now people doing this. Shit, man, I thought I loved the Cilio show. I don't know, man. Pretty soon, man, this guy's going to be talking about trading. I don't know who, man. Devontae Smith next. I mean, what's going on? Hey, wait a minute. Well, let me ask you something. Let me ask you something here. Do the Philadelphia Eagles have one player on their roster right now that's not that's not touchable? Is there one player on the team that you wouldn't trade? Give me one guy. Trade for an elite quarterback, part of a package. Is there anybody on the Eagles right now you would go like this? Patrick Mahomes, Kansas City, untouchable. I'm not trading him. Hell, I'll get rid of Kelsey. 
And I'll get rid of Hill before I even have a conversation I get rid of a guy like Patrick Mahomes. Is there anybody you think it's Cincinnati? Mulatto's untouchable. Until Sills, we have the worst offense. <laughs> Wait, under you do not. That's why I'm saying. Xander's not helping here. By the way, this is why I say you can't afford to get rid of a guy like Landon Dickerson because you do have a great old line. What up, Maniac? Smith, Slay, and Hardgrave, according to Chris, are untouchable eagles. Okay, Malata M. Reyes says that Malata is untouchable. So you think that all the players that are on the Philadelphia Eagle roster, the only guy that is untouchable is probably Jordan Malata. Man, on my roster, like the Jimmy Johnson roster, like Herschel Walker, there ain't nobody safe. Unless you're Patrick Mahomes. Okay? Hey, hey, listen, Razor, I'm not saying not to keep him. I'm not saying that at all not. But, so Chase Young is going to be reportedly put in a package for Houston to think about maybe sending Deshaun to Washington. And you won't put one of your top flight guys in? You're not going to get him then. You're not going to get him. Kelsey's untouchable. Kelsey's going to retire. We're talking about a guy who's going to retire. Untouchable? I, 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 I don't know what that means. I mean, he's got one year left. I mean, he's untouchable. Talking about a guy? It's because you like him. Okay? It's because he's he, he's got one year left. That's not a cornerstone guy you're building your you're not building your team around Jason Kelsey anymore. You're moving off of him. Holy cow. I hate to tell you guys, this is how you build a team. Watch this. Jason Kelsey, thank you very much for your service. You've been a fantastic football player in Philly. You've represented the city. You were wonderful. By the way, here's your last paycheck. Here's your Forms, I want to thank you very much. Congratulations in your retirement. Well, I haven't announced it yet. Well, we are. You're in your final season or you're close to your final season here. The Eagles have to start making preparations to replace that guy. People don't want to hear that stuff. Your favorite ball players are right now, like, watch this. What do the Eagles do with Fletcher? Man, Fletcher's been a great ball player. Maybe the last couple of years he hasn't been what we've expected him. Well, guess what? The Eagles are figuring out how to restructure his contract, trade him, or cut him. <laughs> hey, Fletcher, love you a lot, man. You're a great dude. We've really loved having you here. But this is where we are right now. You're an aging ball player. You're a player that's not put enough production into your contract. You're not living up to your contract. So either we're going to do this. Trade, cut, wave, or restructure. Which is it? We don't we don't know yet what we're gonna do because the last two years of your play has not been up to snuff. Am I wrong? 
Am I wrong? Or am I, am I, am I, or, or am I supposed to do this and sound like a snowflake California guy? Well, I don't know if I want to get rid of, you know, um, you know, I don't, I don't want to have that conversation yet about Kelsey calling it a career. Or, man, you know what? I don't know, man, about Fletcher. I really you can't have those conversations, man. Right? That's it. This, listen, this is about the ball team, about the emblem. This is about the emblem. So when we're talking about putting that deal together, Sander, first thing he's doing is, hey, and, and you guys are like, hey, I'm, I'm, Milata's done. He's already gone. We're trading him to San Francisco, and we're going to put him on the other side of Trent Williams. <laughs> That's not what I'm doing, man. I swear to you, I am just putting it out there on how to land one of these guys. Hey, I'll tell you something that's pretty refreshing to hear. Guys, you want to hear something? I heard something from the birds this morning. I was checking in with them, listening to what those guys were talking about, and I heard Jody say this. You know that, I forget what website it was, but Jody was talking about, hey, it was a 40-to-1 opportunity for the Eagles to land Russell Wilson. You know, it's now five to wonder one of the favorites to land the guy. I was like, what? And these are Vegas people. These are not hacks like me or anyone else that kind of gives you prognosticating on where people may land, trades, whatever. These people put house money up. They put their bag of money up when it comes to putting a line down or over under down. That They put the money up. Well, I'll tell you what, man. The number's 50. Okay, and they—they're the house. They're the best analyst in sports because these guys put their money where their mouth is. Every time you watch these Fox or these CBS guys, or even me, okay, I'm—I'm I'm giving you my opinion. These guys are giving you their opinion with their their money, with the casinos money. So Vegas is saying this that you guys have a shot of landing. <laughs> Russell Wilson, five to one. That's pretty freaking good odds, dude, in favor of the Eagles. Now, if they're saying that, that means you got to have tremendous odds to land Deshaun because both those guys are going to be one and two. Personally, and I've said this, this is my opinion on this. Man, I think you got a better chance of moving the space needle than you do moving Russell Wilson out of Seattle. I can't see Pete Carroll at 70 years of age. If he's coming back, and by all indications he is, why would he want to move off of Russell Wilson in the offseason at 70? For what? This guy's trying to put a resume together where people look at him as a Hall of Fame coach. When you look right now at Pete Carroll, is Pete Carroll a borderline Hall of Fame NFL coach? Well, let's take a look at the guys that aren't in the Hall. You think he is a better coach than Mike Shanahan? You think he's a better coach than Mike Holmgren? How about Brian Billick? How about Sean Payton? I mean, how about Bruce Arians? You think he's a better coach than Bruce? You think he's a better coach than Holmgren? So when I look at Pete Carroll, I'm like this. 
Carroll's still filling out that resume. He's still filling out that resume. Man, I don't know about moving a veteran quarterback who had an injury this past season and has had one losing season in 10 years of play since he came out of Wisconsin. Okay, I mean, right, watch this. You think Pete Carroll's better than Doug Peterson as a coach? I, you know, what Doug does in Jacksonville is going to be really a tall testament to tell you what kind of coach he really was in Philly. The same thing that we're seeing with Andy Reid in Kansas City. Everyone looked at Andy Reid in Kansas City and went, man, had really good talent, had some fine coaches, had some really good ball players around him. Can he do it in Kansas City? He has. And he's elevated. Andy Reid has made himself a Hall of Fame coach. In Can Andy Reid has made himself a Hall of Fame coach because of Kansas City. The cement was poured in Philly, and now it's actually accentuated. I believe he's the only coach in NFL history, Andy Reid, to have teams in both conferences go to four straight conference championship games. And he's got a Super Bowl on top of that now. Andy Reid's put a Hall of Fame career together. And that cement was poured in Philly. So when I look at Seattle, really? You're going to move off of that dude when you got to win ball games. Same thing up, look, a little bit up in New England. Why do you think Bill Belichick is still hanging around? Bill Belichick is still hanging around because he wants Don Shula's all-time regular season win number. Dude, he's got the Super Bowls. His resume can never be questioned. But he's got an objective. Like, get this. LeBron James this year's Lakers suck, right? It's terrible. It's actually fun to watch a little bit. But they suck. However, LeBron's got a shout-out to scoring title this year. He's chasing Kareem. He wants to be the all-time leading scorer. He's got a right to do that with all the things that he's accomplished in his career. To me, the greatest accomplishment in LeBron's career was when he was down 3-1 and he was down to that Golden State 73-win Warriors team. That's his greatest accomplishment, and he did it in Cleveland. So, I mean, guys have rights to chase different, different dreams. Pete's chasing a Hall of Fame gold jacket. So to say that he's going to be out there on the market Philadelphia's going to have to back the Brinks truck up to Seattle here. And so when I say, let's throw Landon Dickerson, it's kind of half kidding, but it's not. Dude, you got to put so much stuff on the table. How about this? Like I said, and I brought this up with Barrett this morning. Guys, if you put Landon Dickerson on the open, you know, Barrett liked it. You put him on the open market. You get a first-round draft choice, and you get and you demand T. Higgins. You're not making that move. You're dumb if you don't make that move. You get a number two receiver on the other side of Devontae Smith. Your depth in the O-line in Philadelphia is considered one of the best. You've got a guy in the waiting that you've been telling me, this Isaac kid, who they're high on. And that the coach is high on there in Philly, who's considered the best O-line coach in the NFL, you're not going to drop off that much. Cincinnati is desperate. 
The same way San Francisco was desperate when they made the move for Trent Williams with Washington. Offensive linemen, and when you have a special dude like they do in Cincy, if Philadelphia puts one of their big dudes, even Lane Johnson, Xander threw that out, even Lane at 32 with an expiring contract. Remember something with Trent. He was 34 when he was moved from Washington. Dude, what are we talking about here? It's not expiring on Lane. Okay. He's got to be in the final couple years of that contract, though. Somebody take a look at that for me if you can, because I'm not sure. All I'm saying is this, guys. It's going to cost... It's going to cost the team a lot of their future to get their future quarterback. I get where people are coming from, too. Big Chris says I do the lane deal. Higgins is our number two guy. Can you imagine that on the other side of Devontae? Anthony says, can you draft an interior O-lineman, trade Dickerson only to get to top QB? Yeah, but what, I don't want one of these guys coming out. I'm not that impressed. Unless you're Howie and you get impressed, this kid Kenny Pickett at Pitt, whatever, and you're not sold that one of these guys is a guy that could come in and win ball games for you and could be elite, okay? Well, the Lane deal, he's got four years on it. That's a big deal, okay? That's big money. So the cheaper dude... In my opinion, it's got to be Landon. That's what makes it sexy for Cincy because it's cheaper. Okay? You give me T. Higgins at a one. <laughs> Cincinnati is in more of a desperation at that position because they have a guy. Can you imagine, instead of giving up seven sacks in the Super Bowl, they give up four. The Bengals win the Super Bowl. They're holding the Super Bowl trophy if they give up four less sacks. That whole Panay Sewell, I said it a couple days ago. Jamar Chase is sexy and great, but sacks were the difference in that Super Bowl. The Eagles have a treasure chest, not only in draft choices, but they also have it in, guess what, proven commodities. What would you rather have? Would you rather have a gold coin or a lottery ticket? That's the difference between a draft pick and actualities. A gold coin, what you know the value is, versus a lottery ticket. You're hoping it hits. That's what the draft is. Think about that for a minute. Put that in proper perspective. You've got 11 lottery tickets. Three with the first two numbers on the lottery ticket because they're first rounders. Your odds are better they hit. But it's still a lottery ticket. With a veteran dude like Landon Dickerson, I have two gold coins in my hand. I know what the value is. I know what this gets me in return. 
That's the difference in the draft versus veteran players that can play. People, when I say these things here, again, and, 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 and I try, sometimes I kid around and I probably go over the line. I really like a lot of the people that they have on this roster. They really look like they're great teammates too. But what I'm trying to look at you is and tell you, I've been in a room with Jimmy on how Jimmy Johnson, when he was with the Dolphins, I was in his draft room. And there was, here, here. I should get Dave Wanstad on. I really should. I should get Dave Wanstad because Dave was in the room and I was sitting in there. Guys, get this. There wasn't a player on that Dolphin roster that they didn't bring up in a potential deal to try to get something to better the team. Dan Marino's name was brought up. Do you know here? I'll tell you now. It's public, and I've actually said it on this show here when we had Jimmy Johnson. Jimmy put a contract together and a deal together to send Dan Marino to Pittsburgh. When Jimmy first took the Dolphin job, he wanted to move Dan Marino to Pittsburgh. They had Neil O'Donnell in the room, and they wanted to move him to Pittsburgh. The Steelers had okayed the deal. Jimmy had to take it up to Wayne Huizinga. You know what Huizinga did? Like many of you did to me when we were talking Landon Dickerson. I'm not moving Dan Marino. Dan Marino went to one Super Bowl in his entire 18-year career, never really sniffed the postseason, and ended up 8-10. and 10. Okay, 8-10. and 10 in the postseason as a starting quarterback. And that kid O'Brien that coached the Jets had a winning record versus Marino in the AFC East. It was vetoed. That's right, Yale. Okay? Every guy in that locker room, Jason Taylor, Zach Thomas, they were all talking, well, if we put Zach Thomas in a deal, do you think we could get a left tackle, and do you think we could get this? They needed to improve their old line and yet get back in the salary cap because they started implementing a salary cap. Remember, Jimmy Johnson didn't build that Dallas Cowboy team when salary caps were implemented in the league at the time. He did have a great arm. No one had us Philly winning more than five or six games, maybe even lower. Hey, Watson, you're right. I started it out. I thought they'd win only four ball games. Okay, I really did. You're right. Jalen did a great job, man. I thought he did a fabulous job with the football team in his first year starting. But you see, listen, you're missing my point again. You're missing my point. If I'm grading up from Jalen, I'm grading up with a superstar talent. Jalen Hurts is not a superstar talent. You're, see, you're, you're assuming he's going to elevate like Josh Allen. Gator, you know what? The stupid Vikings built that. Here, how about this? Do you know that Dallas Cowboy deal, Gator country? What was it, like eight picks Jimmy got? You know what Jimmy Johnson did? Every one of those guys that he traded for, it was an old rule in the league. Jimmy Johnson got the rule changed. You know what he told them? 
Every player that came in that Herschel Walker trade, when they walked into the building, he goes, listen, you'll never play for the Dallas Cowboys as long as I'm here. I want the pick. If you didn't take the player, it went to a pick. Third, second, fourth round, fifth round, second, like that. Jimmy got all those picks, turned them into picks. The NFL went, holy shit, they changed the rule the next year. Where if you trade for a player, it's designated as that. It used to be it used to be one or the other if you made a deal. Jimmy got that deal. He made 54 trades inside of five years. Teams in the NFL combined for the last 30 prior to that hadn't made that many moves. I mean, it was a stroke of brilliance, genius. And it panned out to build the dynasty and poured the cement where they could add later on guys like Dion and Charles Haley. But they had a core group of dudes. Sydney says, and I appreciate it, Sydney. Thank you, my friend. On the flip side, 6'3 wide receiver David Ajabo, Edge, Isaiah Spiller, 6'1, 225, RB possibly. We'll lift the side. I, I listen. I, I'm here with all that. That's another way of building the team. But the one thing you haven't addressed still is your quarterback, Sydney. We're still we're going into the second offseason now. When's enough enough? Don't you want to go into a season going like this? Hey, how refreshing was it, Eagle fans, when you had Donovan McNabb? as your quarterback, and the conversation of replacing him probably didn't come up until the very end. You know how great that is? You know how great that is to go into an offseason and you, you have that position solidified? Like, look, I'll tell you this. If you're Green Bay right now, your head's on a swivel. Because here's the deal. This guy's either going to retire or play. But you kind of put your team in a chaos, in a chaotic state. You know what? Here, let me go here with you. You know why people are criticizing the Pittsburgh Steelers right now? Gator, Eric Williams never dominated Reggie. That's not true. Um, do you know why? What's the one thing that is uh, symbolic with the Steelers? You know what that is? You know what's symbolic with the Steelers? Continuity. Stability. They don't like to take giant leaps. They brought Roethlisberger back probably two years over his production, but they didn't want to have a gigantic pitfall to Mason Rudolph. They didn't, they didn't want to have that because they know when you make that transit. Remember something. The Steelers got to a Super Bowl. With Neil O'Donnell, okay? Neil O'Donnell, they got there. They like stability at that position. I'd love Watson, but not at that cost, says Sidney. Big Seal's going to go to Russia and pimp slap that guy Putin, man. Hey, I'll tell you what. One thing you can say about Putin, he don't give a crap about anybody. I don't care what you do, man. 
This guy is all power. And he don't care. Those are frightening people. You underestimate that guy if you think he's just a maniac. What he is is a guy with conviction. And if you know anything about Putin, man, what was the one thing that bugged him the most? Okay? He was a KGB agent. And when that wall fell, he was part of watching that thing go down. And he made a vow then that he was going to put Russia back together. Well, he told you what he was going to do since the wall fell in the early 90s. Here it is. Those people, man, have convictions like maniacs. People that flew into the towers. Those people you got to be afraid of. Okay? <laughs> so when you talk, he's a killer? Sure, man. Those are frightening humans. You don't take them for granted and throw sanctions at people. You got to stop them in their tracks like you did Hitler or didn't do to him back in the 40s. Anyway, let's get back over here again. I feel for all those people, man. It's really sad what's going on because we're at the footsteps potentially of World War III. Can't have that here. All right. Speaking of criminals, let me ask you this. You know, I, you, this is a great market to talk to, okay? Because you guys did an exercise with Michael Vick. You guys did an exercise with Michael Vick. Did you have a problem rooting for a convicted criminal? Did you have a problem rooting for a guy who was a criminal? He'll always be that. Did you have a problem rooting for him? I ask that because people who and fan bases who end up getting Deshaun Watson are going to also have to come to that realization. Now, I'm not saying he's going to be convicted of anything. Personally, I can't wait to see him address some of these cases. I guess he's getting a chance to address nine, right? Hey, and by the way, I was I was listening to John McMullen. I, I don't think it's a given he's going to be suspended. John thinks it's going to be a given. We'll see who's right in the end because I think they're going to retro this past year. Say he sat out the whole year was like a suspension. Maybe he gets a few games, but he ain't getting anything lengthy. Or guess what? Houston would be crapping all over this guy. Houston knows. I think Troy Vincent, I think the league knows already with the Players Association on what they're looking at. You don't think the NFL has done their due diligence and knows exactly what these cases are right now? Because I'm going to tell you this, guys. If the NFL sniffed in any way or the Texans had sniffed in any way these were criminal cases. These were cases that could put him in jail. The National Football League would turn their back on this guy as fast as they did any player that's ever been in trouble. You would think Kaepernick, and look at that Kaepernick story going, they treated him better than what they did with Deshaun. They would turn their back on this guy in five seconds. Don't you? They paid him. He was active. 
where in your right mind do you actually think he's going to be suspended? He may be fined. But why hasn't the league done it already? What, you don't think the NFL and the Houston Texans and any potential trading partner, you think they're just going to go like this? Like the Eagles and Howie Roseman. None of his investigators or the NFL investigators have done any homework or Park Avenue? Hey, here's three ones. Have you done your due diligence? Nah, don't worry about it. Ah, yeah. That's the media dudes doing this. Well, I would hate to put up three ones and he gets suspended. No shit. You don't think they know this? You don't think they've talked to D. Smith? You don't think they've talked to Troy Vincent? What are we looking at here, potentially? He did sit out a whole year. Right? This is why I'm saying here, hey, I like that. Putin would take the L in Chicago. He'd take the L in Philly and Boston, too. I think he would, man. He he might win in San Fran and L.A., but he'd take the L out east, okay? He'd take the L in Chicago, that's for sure. <laughs> Free Watson, I got you, Big Chris. All right, guys, I got to take a time out here. Okay, you know, and I asked you a real question, man. Would you Would you be okay rooting for that? What kind of backlash do you think it's going to be in Philadelphia if you guys do land this guy? All right, please hit the like button. Don't forget Merrill Reese in hour number two, the voice of the Eagles. Keep it right here on the National Football Show. Go for the midnight dares. Go for the memories. Go for the view that goes on forever. Go for the bubbles in your bathtub and in your drink. Go to bed whenever you want. Or don't. Go for him. Go for her. Go for the wind. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. So good, it just disappears. You know you like being right. That's why you should enroll in an Independence Blue Cross plan. It's the health plan chosen by more people than any other. With more doctors and hospitals. More benefits that really rock. More of the coverage you want for the right price, including free doctor visits 24-7. It's a choice you can feel good about. Because when you're right, you're right. And when you've got Independence Blue Cross, you're right where you need to be. Call 1-844-200-2583 today to get an Independence Blue Cross plan.
field of life, First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. Welcome back, National Football Show. Please hit the like button, guys. Thank you so much. You guys are awesome. Merrill Reese will join us in hour number two at 5.30 Eastern time. So the voice of the Philadelphia Eagles will join us. I want to throw this at you here. Um, what do you do with Fletcher Cox? I didn't do enough homework prior to the show, guys. Can you tell me what his number is going to be this year, salary-wise? for 2022 going into the regular season. Somebody tell me what his salary is. And it's it's and look. When I look at a player like that, he's the I know this, he's the highest salary on the team. Okay, he's the highest salary. And now you've got to start doing this. You've got to start making economical decisions in a process of you being able to rebuild your team or continuing to make your team better. This is part of the process here. In 2022, Cox will earn a base salary of 1.1 and a roster bonus of one and carrying a cap hit of 14.9 and a dead cap value of 40 million. So we're looking at $14 million to $17 million. Is that correct? This year and what he'll cost against the cap? Somewhere in that, between 14 and 16, somewhere there in the cap. Wow. What do you do with him? Do you trade him? Do you cut him? Dead cap. Look at that. Now, with the new collective bargaining agreement, right, M. Reyes, you could defer much of this money out. Do you Okay, Yale, do you go to him and go like this? Hey, restructuring of your contract? Dan, this is why you guys are so wonderful to talk to. And you can't BS you guys because... Okay, that, that this is brilliant. You guys are great. You're on top of you. You know, it's funny what we said too. M. Reyes cash payout eighteen, okay, eighteen million bucks. Thank you, M. Reyes. You're hired. Thank you. Eighteen million in 2022. I saw that number yesterday, and you're right. No, but I, hey, M. Reyes, I saw that number too. I think Slays, the other guy in Hardgrave, are also some of the other guys that are going to be pretty good at cap hits. I think there's four players the Eagles have. It's pretty low in number of players that are going to be affecting the cap. It's like four players. That that number sounds right, though. <laughs> Maniac goes, yeah. He he checked it in with Chris Cuomo. <laughs> right. Oh, I forgot. That's right. Anyway, let me stop. You guys are stop sending me down there, man. Anyway. 
too much money do you bring Fletcher Cox back in 2022? You know, one one thing to sit around here and talk about quarterbacks all day and talk about the future of the team, how many draft choices you you you, you know you you want to sell or give away for a potential quarterback. Let's do Fletcher here. This is a reality conversation here. He's eighteen million dollars this year. Eighteen million. Here, and Eagle fans, do me a favor. How good has he been the last two years? What would you say? Give him a grade. You know what's funny? Last year, I had this conversation with Xander that I thought that Fletcher Cox was as good as Aaron Donald. You know, let me tell you something. When you have 10 sacks inside, that's special. Okay? He's a special run stopper. Aaron Donald's not as good. Average? B? C plus? Okay? Think about this. $18 million? For a C or B student, that's like Dak Prescott money. Okay, I'm not getting my value in return. Are we automatically going to think that under the greatness of Jonathan Gannon, that the greatness of Fletcher Cox is going to return from 17? His sack numbers are terrible right now. You know what, though, Yale? You're not really, you're not really you got to look at the entire package with Fletcher. He's big presence in the middle, clogs up the run game, does all of that, imposing. It's a big dude in the middle. A lot of that goes into why he's paid that kind of cash, but 18 million bucks. Hell, that's more, or that's just as much money, if I'm not mistaken, as Aaron Donald. Why do you think Aaron Donald's aggravated? Aaron Donald's talking retirement because he was throwing a little tea leave out to Les Snead and Kevin Demoff that he wants a new contract. He's like around $20 million. Fletcher's making a million and a half less than Donald. I better get Donald performance. So, as I've said this, I know some of you are probably going, great. Yesterday, Cilio got rid of Layden Dickerson. Now he wants to dump Fletcher Cox. Wonderful. Hey, Sills, who's left? <laughs> The, the Philadelphia Stars of the USFL will beat our ass in a year if you keep running this team. I get it. Okay? I get it. Wow. Did Aikman really just sign with ESPN? $18 million? Good for him. So Troy just left Fox. And he left Joe Buck. Isn't that crazy? $18 million bucks, man, to go to ESPN. He's the highest paid employee for sure there now. Okay. Wow, man. Aikman gets 18 million bucks to go to ESPN and do Monday Night Football. That's a big deal. That's a big start. He's a great play-by-play guy. Yeah. I wonder who they will put with Buck. Guess who I think they're going to put with Joe Buck. You want me to hear it? Sean Payton. I bet they put Sean Payton in there with him. He's a good commentator. I just don't like him calling Cowboy games. You know? You know, I always thought that too, Chris. uh, Hey, 
Booger was terrible on Monday night. He was. He was terrible. Yeah. I, hey, can you guys? So, yeah, I got rid of Fletcher today, too. Gronk would be great. How about Brady in the booth? I don't think Brady's going to go down there, but how about Brady in the booth on Fox? Put Tom Brady in there. I'd want, Or how about this one? Put Peyton Manning in there. If you're, hey, if you're Joe Buck and you're Fox and you're Eric Shanks, the president of Fox, don't you ask Peyton Manning if he wants to be the guy to go in. We'll pay you $20 million and we'll pay you more than what we paid Aikman. <laughs> right? You go like this, man. Hey, here's $20 million. And he get and he gets the better gig. Breeze and Buck, that could be. That could be. But my, my, I, I tell you, I I did I did like listening to Buck and Aikman though. Greg Olson, maniac. Greg Olson, that could be somebody. They really love him at Fox. They really do. They love that guy at Fox. I'll see if I can get Troy on. Twenty million. Whew. It's only for five months' work. I know, isn't that crazy? Twenty million for five months' work. Aikman was better than Buck. He was, but I, I like that duo. Let me, you know, the Rome. How about the Romo Nance duo? Akeem to leave? No, thank you. No, 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 no. Too many mans. I'm not. I, I'm not. No. No. <laughs> How about Kevin Hart? <laughs> How about Joe Rogan? <laughs> wow. Joe Rogan in the Joe Rogan on the Fox broadcast would be awesome. Joe Rogan and Joe Buck. Can you imagine that? Dude Rogan is awesome with UFC. Oh, my God, that would just uh, – Joe Rogan gets hired by Fox. <laughs> no, Al Michaels, maniac, Al Michaels is going to Amazon. I think he's going to start doing – you know what? You think they put out – you think they put Michaels and Aikman together? Because his contract is up at NBC now, Al Michaels. I wonder if they put Al Michaels and Troy Aikman – in the booth on Monday night. That'd be a pretty damn good team. Al Michaels and Aikman. <laughs> Dude, hey, Matt, we love Fear Factor. That's how, we, that's how I knew who Joe Rogan was. He used to do all that stuff at Universal Studios over in Orlando. That's how I got to know the guy. That's how I got to know him. Because he was always in Orlando. Can you imagine that, though, man? Al Michaels and Troy Aikman on Monday Night Football. That'd be pretty damn good. I don't really like Coach Dungy calling games. I think Coach Dungy's good in his role, what NBC does with him on Sunday Night Football. Goodbye, good riddance. Yeah, I saw that too, Matt. That's what I thought. I thought Michaels was rumored to go to that Thursday night broadcast on Amazon. Dan Cilio and Buck, would I get along with Joe Buck? You see, you got to remember something with Big Sills, okay? You got to remember this. 
I don't get along with everybody. I get along with you guys, but I don't. I get along with Xander sometimes. <laughs> okay, I get a. We 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 get along because we have almost like the same personality, and I like that. Nothing's too serious, and nobody gets their panties in a bind. I love people like that. Don't get so stressed out. It's all good, man. Okay? Shit we're talking about is fun. It's great. It's our passions. It's what we love, sports, all this and that. Don't get yourself in a twist over it. We're not re reinventing the wheel here. You know, we're talking about what we love and our passions. You know, you, you know, Will, I mean, some people get so – like when you start talking politics, oh, you love that guy? Wait a minute. You're a Trump guy? You're a piece of shit. I don't know you from a can of paint, Junior. God, I don't care. <laughs> You're like, okay, man. See, that's the kind of folks you can't talk to. You just got to go like this. Man, I'm just going to back up and, you know, I'm going to head out. <laughs> I, I, I'm heading out here, you know. I, 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 no conversation, man. So I, I just bolt the room. Hey, Hatter, I liked, I liked working with uh, Barrett. Dude, he, he's seen it all, too. And you know what? I love the fact he's a handyman. The guy's fixing. This guy does This guy's got a sewing machine. <laughs> I was like, man. Hey, hey, Sills is brash and loud. And I, hey, yeah, a lot of people don't like that, though, homie. My wife hates it. My wife was my producer for 20 years of my broadcasting career. And she hated it, man. She's she's behind the scenes. Puts a bigger target on your ass sometimes. And that's not always a good thing. But at least you know you're relevant when you say something. Put Madden Son in there? Nah. Hooked up. All right, let me take a time out. I, I want to get back into this thing here. I want to talk a little bit about Howie Roseman. I kind of hit on this with Barrett a little bit earlier. Please hit the like button. Keep it right here on the National Football Show. Go for the midnight dares. Go for the memories. Go for the view that goes on forever. Go for the bubbles in your bathtub and in your drink. Go to bed whenever you want or don't. Go for him. Go for her. Go for the wind. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. So good, it just disappears. You know you like being right. That's why you should enroll in an Independence Blue Cross plan. It's the health plan chosen by more people than any other, with more doctors and hospitals, more benefits that really rock, more of the coverage you want for the right price, including free doctor visits 24-7. It's a choice you can feel good about, because when you're right, you're right. And when you've got Independence Blue Cross, you're right where you need to be. Call 1-844-200-2583 today to get an Independence Blue Cross plan.
field of life, First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. Welcome back. National Football Show Hour 2. Your boy Big Sills. That's coming up in a couple minutes here. We're going to be doing that, and we're going to have Merrill Reese in hour number two. Right now, we appreciate you coming aboard. Please do me a favor. Hit the like button. Um, you know you know what's funny? All the stuff that's going on in the world right now. Here, This will be breaking news in about two weeks. Watch. The IOC has awarded the summer and winter games to the Ukraine. <laughs> wow. Can you believe it? <laughs> no, we're going to send it to Moscow. <laughs> you know, I mean, put it like I said yesterday, put the Olympic Games in places that are friendly, that people like to look at. Calgary, Lillehammer. Put it in places like Barcelona. I mean, right? No, let's put it in. Let's put it in Beijing. I was expecting the next Olympic Games to be in Saigon. I mean, I'm going, hey, man, nah, let's put it in. Let's, let's take it over there. We're going to put it in Baghdad. That'd be a great place for the games. To make the games so people want to tune the thing on. The Daytona 500 beat them in ratings in the closing ceremonies because nobody wanted to watch that stuff. Nobody wanted to watch a government that's flying jets over Taiwan right now. <laughs> yeah, no, hey, how about that bobsled event? Did you see that jet that flew over Taiwan? Eh, don't worry about it. You see that event we had? I mean, one of those events they had, too, I thought they were doing it at, like, three nuclear power plants when those guys were coming down on, like, I don't know what it was like. I, th I think it was part of the course for the snowboarders. And I'm going, like, are, are those nuclear plants in the back that say 2020 to um, Beijing? I was like, what is that? The Iraqi games. Watch. Baghdad. Summer. 2030. Be there. Will there be a country? <laughs> Will they have indoor plumbing? <laughs> I mean, dude, I don't get the Olympic Games, man. I grew up on that. I love the Olympic Games. I love the nation, national pride you get when you see your athletes. I don't know. It's just, it, it, it blows my doors when I see stuff like that. All right. May I ask you a question now? This is just for Big Sills' intel. Because you know me. Some of you think I stir shit up. Okay, maybe so. Who will be the starting quarterback in September of 2022 for the Eagles? Follow me. Jalen. Russell Wilson. Deshaun Watson. A college prospect. 
who will be the starting quarterback? If you had to put Gardner Minshew. Thank you, Gator Country. <laughs> Gardner Minshew. Gar- unfortunately hurts. Let me put this down over here. Hurts. Look at look at this. Begrudgingly, Derek Carr. You don't think he wants to work with Josh McDaniel? I do. The guy who helped make Brady great. If I'm Derek Carr, I'm pretty happy with that hire. Bobby says Jalen. Rod, get out of here. Mr. Rogers, not Aaron Rodgers. The Jedi Master Jalen Hurts, of course. <laughs> He's a Jedi Master now. Yes. Yeah, what what no no no, that's more the karate kid cuz I was going to go Mr. Fuji, how are you? <laughs> hey Mr. Fuji, how do I get the bonsai plant in my locker so I can get good luck so I can motivate my guys to a NFC East championship. Thank you, Mr. 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 Fuji. Is it Mr. Fuji or Mr. Nagat? What's the karate kid's guy's name? Oh, man. (laughs) Hertz or Mariota? They're going to go to Mariota? Cam. Great. Listen here. Okay, I'm looking for some Hertz. You guys... You know what, Mr. Miyagi, that's it. Mr. Miyagi, thank you, Gator. Mr. Miyagi. I'm ask you a question here, man, because you guys don't want to come to grips of realization that you're going to jail in September. Mr. Unlimited. <laughs> we're now coming up. Oh, we're coming up with nicknames for Jalen now? Mr. Foods. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Kind of sold on Dickerson thing if we Gay <laughs> hey, hey Xander Steve H put it up there Steve H kind of sold on Dickerson I got I somebody <laughs> um, <laughs> uh yeah okay Xander, I didn't have my decoder book out for the Karate Kid. How do you mess up Mr. Miyagi? I'm sorry, Mr. Fuji, Mr. Miyagi. Hey, they're all sunsies. What do you want from me? Holy cow, man. Sorry about that. I didn't have my decoder book out. How could you screw up Mr. Miyagi? (laughs) Oh, my God. Uh, hey, yeah, Steve H. Thank you, bro. Appreciate it. Way to go, man. I'm really kind of getting sold on the. I'm really getting sold on the. Yeah, I'm getting sold on that trade now, Sills. <laughs> oh my god! First thing Xander said, dog, dog, dog. Please, who's next, Malata? <laughs> Mr. Fuji. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Big Sills is doing it lately. You notice that, huh, Maniac? People buying back into Big Sills again. That's why. I'm a great investment. 
That's why. Hey, watch this. Hey, Maniac, turn on the rest of the podcast shows around the country. Go ahead. Then come back here. I dare you to. Outside of McAfee, okay, I dare you. Then, then go like this. Yeah, no, I don't think so. I dare anybody to do that. All right, hour two. By the way, our dear friend Meryl Reese is going to join us in bottom of the hour and hour number two. Hit the like button, guys. You guys have been awesome, man. Fastest first hour we've had in a long time. A lot of fun. Keep it right here on the National Football Show. Go for the midnight dares. Go for the memories. Go for the view. It goes on forever. Go for the bubbles in your bathtub and in your drink. Go to bed whenever you want. Or don't. Go for him. Go for her. Go for the wind. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. So good, it just disappears. You know you like being right. That's why you should enroll in an Independence Blue Cross plan. It's the health plan chosen by more people than any other. With more doctors and hospitals. More benefits that really rock. More of the coverage you want for the right price, including free doctor visits 24-7. It's a choice you can feel good about. Because when you're right, you're right. And when you've got Independence Blue Cross, you're right where you need to be. Call 1-844-200-2583 today to get an Independence Blue Cross plan. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. Big Sales, Hour Two, National Football Show. Merrill Reese, voice of the Eagles, bottom of the hour. I got some of you on that Landon Dickerson deal, don't I? Come on now. Come on. Come to daddy. Come on in. Come, come, come. Come, come. It's okay. I know. Hey, hey, hey. Remember, remember, it's first upset, then it's denial, then it's anger. I'm here to help you. 
I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm here to help people like you and Xander. Well, it's okay. I know. It gets very emotional. By the way, hit the like button. Thank you. I'm unsold. <laughs> Hang on. Hey, I'm going to get him. I'm in. <laughs> Maniac goes, dude, I'm in denial mode and I will be in that mode. And there's nothing you can do to get me out of that mode. And I'm going to stay in denial mode. <laughs> oh, fear leads to anger. Very well put, Reyes. You know, you put me back on track again. <laughs> Mud soul, Steve, buddy, man. Hey, you guys are hilarious and smart and very good sports people and very loyal to us. And we thank you. Bottom of my heart, man. I love it. I'm still going to get you on the Dickerson deal, though. Why him? It's Xander telling me. Why him? Smile. Bottom of the hour. Fear leads to anger. Anger leads to hate. Hate leads to... <laughs> here, here, I can hear you guys doing this right now. Silio, all kidding aside, if the Eagles trade that guy, <laughs> let me tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to unleash hell on you. You think the threat that Putin threatened the West with has no understanding what Philly wrath will do to you and NFL fans wrath will do to you if they trade that dude. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Big D, I agree with Sydney that you really get some talent on the team if you don't get and go elite quarterback that's right dude i you you're just you're just not gonna have people want to go yeah let me sign up for the eagles that's not gonna work the way your team's constructed right now what do you think the most appealing thing is right now okay what do you think the most appealing thing is right now to the eagles and for the eagles for free agents Okay. What do you coy? What do you think their biggest their biggest draw is right now? What do you think it is? Future. There's a future in Philly. They got a future. They got a future. Draft picks, money. But like I told you in hour one, draft picks are like lottery tickets. Lottery tickets. I want a bag of gold. I know what that value is. You really, you really don't know what these draft picks are going to be in value until they step on an NFL field. We're assuming with these three first-round draft choices, that the Eagles are going to make the right picks and selections, even though 30% of those guys fail. Here, look at this. Let's just use 10 as a round number when we're talking about draft choices. Do you know 70% of the Eagles draft choices will fail this year? That's the league average. The league average is that seven guys of 10 that Howie Roseman drafts will be below par NFL players. 
but I'm supposed to be under the assumption he's going to hit on all those guys and he's going to retool the team. And I'm not trading anybody on my roster right now to get me a frontline quarterback because God dang it. I really like Landon Dickerson. (laughs) It's going to take you five years to build through the draft to build around that quarterback. Hell, you give me T. Higgins and Deshaun, I'll go win the East, and I'll put my team in the NFC title game. And then I'll play 60 minutes to decide whether or not I can get to a Super Bowl. And I'll do that every year for the next 10 years. But I want to build with suspect lottery tickets. That may or may not hit. Let's keep going there. (laughs) Keep giving it the old college try or the old Howie Roseman try. So you're saying we got a chance. Thank Of course it works. It only works at the one. Dude, Waffle Houses are some of the greatest cuisine places of all time. Okay. They're in White Castle. Waffle House and White Castle. Man. Holy cow. Have I been there a lot of times. Both places. Eagles can protect the quarterback. That's one of their major assets. I would say that. Check out Hertz versus Vic first year. You might be surprised. So you're trying to wait, watch this. I don't really have to look out statistics. I'm just going to use eyeball and talent to talent. So you see, when you look at when you look at Jalen Hurts, you see Michael Vick. Do you really? Just just Michael Vick's first year starting, and I know I saw the numbers before. I even compared him. He had a better first year than Josh Allen, even. First year starting. Really good numbers, actually. But, oh, gee, like, when you do this, hey, you know, when I think of Jalen Hurts, man, you know what? I think of Michael Vick. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) You know? I'll be like, I don't know. No? I'm not sure. I, 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 I don't know if I see that. Okay, anyway, let's go here. Speaking of Howie, guys, do you agree this? Howie Roseman's contract is up. Do you think how he does in this offseason dictates how long his contract will be as general manager of the Eagles? And I'm I'm, going to leave it vague like that because I don't know what success will be for the owner of the Eagles. Do you when you when when this is a big offseason because there's so much out there that the Eagles have at their at their hands. I mean, draft choices, money. They're, they're in every, how about this? There's not a free agent that the Eagles can't get into the conversation. Is the, at least give me this, right? The Eagles can be in every conversation for every free agent in every draft move that there is coming up in April and also starting in free agency, if the Eagles wanted to, they could be in every conversation. Is that fair? Every single conversation. Okay? Jeremiah, you are rich. 
You could be in every single conversation. Okay? How about that comment there by Shane? Hertz hasn't improved since college. Hmm. Huh. Has he? I thought he got a little. Hey, he had C.D. Lamb, though, in Oklahoma. That's going to make anybody look good. Bobby says no. Howie does what Loria wants him to do. I'd be like firing him myself. Come on, man. You don't see Jalen Hurts and you don't see. Come on. Stop with that. Vic and Hurts. Dude, talking about the moon and the sun. Big pick, and Vic is the fastest player. He also had a big arm. Come on, man. Maniac says, Seals pretending. Wait a minute. I don't care for any of these players. You have me mistaken, Maniac. I care about your team winning games. I don't care about them. They didn't care about me. They never cared about me when they signed me to a three-year contract. I had $2 million left on my deal. They didn't care. Why should I care? That's the difference in how I look at building teams. I don't care about the players. I don't care. I think it's awesome what Jason Kelsey did, though, and how he played in Philly and how cool he was and how he loved playing. I, I, I admire that. I love that because he doesn't have to. That's something that he did inside of him. That was pretty cool. And he wanted to be part of the community. That's up to the player, though. I mean, most of these, 90% of of these players, they get in their U-Hauls when the season's done and they go to their point of destination where they live and where they feel comfortable living. They don't live in your city. So, I mean, they're not loyal to sitting around, you know, going down Broad Street here, throwing elbows with dudes in bars. They're not looking to do that. But sometimes you get a guy like Kelsey that does want to do that. And it makes it harder for a fan base to move off of a guy like that because he does get revered in a city, especially when he's a lights-out player like he is. Okay? Maniac says, I want Hurts gone now. A few weeks ago, I didn't. (laughs) Come on, man. Dude, here's the thing, though, Haas. Maniac, I don't want Hurts gone for Gardner Minshew. That's not what I'm looking at here. (laughs) Smile goes, Ben Simmons didn't like living in Philly. I don't think at the end he did. No, no, I don't. Edward says Hurts deserves another year. Nobody deserves anything in that league. You deserve your paycheck. Edward, you're looking at it wrong, my friend. He don't deserve anything. Every team is different every year. Why do they always say, let's run it back or let's let's improve? Okay? Here's what Xander just says. Hertz only only got two years left. By the way, at 1.3, I think, if I'm not mistaken, Xander, 1-2. These people want to pay him another contract. Ooh. You want to get, wait a minute, you don't want to give Jalen, a. you don't want to get into a contract with Jalen Hurts. I don't. I'd rather get into a contract 
with Baker Mayfield. <laughs> I mean, a contract? <laughs> no, no, Edward, I'm not trying to school you, dude. No, I'm not. I promise you, man. No. But you got to understand, Edward, those owners don't look at these players like that. That's how they look at – they look at you. Barrett Brooks the other day when, when I was doing the middle with him, he said it perfectly. The day you're drafted, the day they're going to look for somebody to try to replace you the next year. Cheaper and as effective. It's all – how about this stat? Do you guys know this stat here? You probably could look it up even on your own roster, whether you're a Steeler fan or you're a Patriot fan or whatever. Do you know half the league? How many players are there? Like 2,200 players? Do you know half those players are undrafted? Did you know that? Half the league is undrafted. Half the league is made up of undrafted guys. What do you think after the 22, those dudes that are sitting on the sidelines there are A-plus $5 million a year guys? They're league minimum dudes. They turn that roster over every year. Every year. If you're not in the front 22, man, chances you coming back and playing on that football team, unless you're a special teams demon, like Braxton Berrios for the Jets or somebody like that, what do you think kept Wes Welker on the team? Wes Welker was a special teams guy in Miami. Bill Belichick traded for him because why? He loves special teams. Bill's in charge of the special teams in New England. But on the way to figuring out he was a good special teams guy, Brady found him as a good slot receiver. Half the league is undrafted, my friend. That's right. That's a fact. That's a fact. Free agents, undrafted. Right? Well, you think everybody on a roster, bro, you got a salary cap you got to deal with. You can't pay these guys frontline money. No way. You got $200 million to fit 53 guys in. I'm thinking of this if you're Dallas. If you're the Dallas Cowboys, you got a $200 million payroll. Well, you just paid $42 million of it to Dak Prescott this coming year. You got another $20 million in Ezekiel Elliott. You got another $20 million in Amari Cooper. So in that little number here I just gave you, you got $42 million, or excuse me, $82 million. $82 million in three players in Dallas. How do you think they're feeling right now going into free agency, good or bad? <laughs> oh, and by the way, $82 million in three players. Remember something, man. You got, you, 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 you've got eight other players that you got to give money to, your O-line, rest of your receiving core, your tight end. I mean, okay, so what are we coming away with that? $150 million, what do you have, $50 million on the other side for your defense? <laughs> That's a lot of cash. $82 million and three players in Dallas, and you got a $200 million payroll. No, Bobby. The NFL is about managing that cap. 
Bobby, the reason they do it that way, so it keeps the parity in the league. Where one team doesn't get too heavy, where they've got guys on that team. They keep it that way uh, for a reason. So that you can't stockpile talent. It used to be back in the day. How about this? I'll give you guys a real quick stat here. You know the Steeler teams back in the day that won four Super Bowls in six years? Do you know that 22 players, 22 players were on those Steeler teams that won four rings? Fast forward to the Brady dynasty. How many guys won four rings, you think, during the Brady dynasty? Do you know? Can you name four guys that won, or can you name outside of Brady? The McCarty brothers? Probably. Who else? Gronk's got three, won one in Tampa. Get, who has won f- more than four? 22 guys on that Steeler team won Super Bowl rings. Four rings. Right? Logan Mankin, I don't know if he's got four. Vince, Wilfork's got three. 215, I think it is just Brady. That's the point. The league keeps it like that so that you have to constantly maneuver your roster around. And that's why the parody goes like this. Crappy teams get the number one pick. Crappy teams get a softer schedule. It's all about helping the bottom half of the league never be like the NBA or Major League Baseball. When you've got a football team, unless it's poorly owned, pretty good chances you're not going to stay sorry forever. 49er teams didn't. Yeah, but, Will, those 49er teams, they didn't have to. Maybe James White, Rico. Three? Yeah, I'm talking four rings. Will, those 49er teams, they didn't have salary cap with Montana and with Young. I'm talking about salary cap era. You know what I mean? I'm talking about salary cap era. All right, guys. Hey. I so love this man, and I love when he comes on our program. It is always an honor to get our friend on. He is the legendary Merrill Reese, the voice of the Philadelphia Eagles, and it is going to be one of the great off-seasons here, Merrill. I can't wait to see how this whole thing shakes out here and what the Eagles are doing. There's so much There's so much that they have this year. They're going to be around $28 million in cap space. They're going to have three first-round draft choices. They're going to have like 11 picks total here. I mean, would you agree that this is probably going to be one of the most important off-seasons if we're talking about retooling? I don't want to use rebuilding. This has got to be one of the biggest off-seasons in about 25 years for the Eagles. How about ever? Okay, ever. <laughs> because I, I cannot remember, Dan, any time that they've had three number one draft picks. Ever. And, and this is my 46th year. So that's close to ever. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's a lot of draft capital. And when you say this, too, let me throw this at you here with the general manager's contract is up this year. And I'll ask you this, Merrill. Do you think 
how the pressure and what the owner of the team is looking at and how well he does this offseason. And I think so many people out there don't don't understand. Being a general manager is not just about draft choices. It's about picking and helping pick the coaching staff, the coach, free agency, college scouting, professional scouting, free agency, balancing a cap, which is his forte on being a capologist. You know, all that putting into perspective there, Merrill, in your opinion, do you think this offseason really is important for him um, on trying to figure out if this guy's going to be getting a long-term contract? I think we lost Merrill here. Let's see if we can get him back here, Xander. Let's see if we can roll that back here. Yeah, hey, Will, I didn't know that, that the broadcasters didn't get championship rings and when you're calling um, a Super Bowl for the respected teams. I didn't know that. I, I, I think Brad Sham, okay, I think Brad Sham has a few of them uh, calling the Dallas Cowboys, but – yeah, no, no, no. I, I, I didn't know that. Hey, 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 Merrill, what I was asking is, do you think this offseason here is really going to dictate whether or not Howie Roseman gets a long-term contract to stay on as general manager? To be very honest with you, Dan, I haven't heard any talk about Howie being in any kind of trouble at all. I mean, Howie gets along extremely well with uh, Jeffrey Lurie. There doesn't seem to be any trepidation that – that something is going to happen there. And this is a league of what have you done lately? And lately was pretty good. I mean, if you look at this past draft and you look at the fact that Devontae Smith was number one and he's going to be a sensational player, uh, Landon Dickerson should have been a first-round pick. There were people wary of his injury history, but he came in and played like a starter very, very quickly. Uh, third round, Milton Williams was the rotation guy in the defensive line. He was more than solid. And Kenneth Gainwell, the running back, had a lot of playing time this year. So I think uh, I think as far as the draft is, is concerned, uh, he's in pretty good shape. There were some questionable moves in the past two years. But by and large, I, I don't see any, any tension between Howie and Jeffrey, I don't, I don't, I don't really think that his job is in peril. Let me, let me, let me go here too with you. You know, the last two years, Merrill, there's been like a new formula on how to build a team. You and I know this, and I, I still subscribe to this that you have to build your core people through the NFL draft. It's got to go through the draft. You know, teams have been built for longevity through the draft. But if you look at the Rams and the Buccaneers the last two years, they make moves. They go get Brady. The Rams go and they make yeah. a move to move golf. Then they go and they get um, uh, Odell Beckham. They sign Von Miller. They bring guys like that in, and they bring free agents in, and they don't really have a first-round pick. No. They're, looking, they're looking at the draft, and I said this earlier, Merrill. See, the draft to me is like lottery tickets. Free agency is like – like um, a piece of gold. You know what the value is mm -hmm. with what you're looking at. Do mm -hmm. you think that the Eagles will be more apt to be involved in free agency this year? Or do you think that it's really going to be a priority in how well they do? In I, the draft? I think it's a combination. And I'm, I'm just, I just picked up my media guy here just to find you something, just be just to show you how the league has changed. Okay. 
how how the National Football League has changed. Now, the the first year, the first year for Dick Vermeil, I believe, was 1975, and that year the Eagles were four and ten. Okay, and in '76, um, or '76, my they were four and ten in '76. In '77, that was Dick's second year. They were five and nine. Huh. Okay. Now, today, coaches sign these four and five year contracts, and most of them, if they go four and ten and five and nine, you're gone. Live, they're not around for that third year. But Dick was, and in '78, suddenly he went nine and seven, and in '79, eleven and five. And and the and the and the next year they went to the Super Bowl. That used to be the formula: give a coach a five-year contract. First year you find out where you are. Second year, sometimes you make moves that don't show up in the record. Third year, you start to become a competitive team. Fourth year, you're the playoff team, and the fifth year, you're a contender. That's not the way it works anymore. You've got to show it within two years. So because you have to show it within two years, free agency is a quicker way to find your fix. And I, and, and, and to your point, Belichick, I mean, because he didn't have the hook and the lure of Brady anymore, where players would go and play in New England, Merrill, maybe not for top dollar, but for the ability to know that they're going to play in the postseason. Yeah. He spent over $350 million in player contracts this past offseason because he knew he had to make it a destination for free agents to want to come and play. Do you think that Philadelphia is a destination that maybe one of these um, free agents, like maybe a Chandler Jones or somebody like that would want to come and play in Philadelphia? Is that roster that enticing enough to go like this? I think Jalen is going to be, because right now he is the second best quarterback in the NFC East right now. You could debate, because I don't really think Dak is what the value of a $42 million quarterback is. I don't see it in that guy. So I think that's pretty close there. But do you think he's built the roster up where free agents want to do this? Like maybe wide receivers. Hey, I want to play in Philly. I don't see why not. It's it's a great place to play. I'm not just being a houseman or giving you the, <laughs> the company line. But it's a great place to play. You're playing before tremendous fans. I mean, fans who were out there win, lose. Bad weather, good weather, sleet, doesn't matter. It's smart. It's, it's, I'm telling you, they love, they embrace this team and this team's players. That's number one. Number two, uh, they have a bright young coach. Nick Sirianni, last year, at this time, I don't think that we even knew who Nick Sirianni was. Correct. And he came in and, you know, it took time to adjust, but he made the adjustments that he had to make. And he put together, I know they won a lot of games against teams without winning records, but you can only play the teams that are on your schedule. And they finished above 500 and made the playoffs, even though it was an expanded format. But they still made the playoffs. And they appear to be on the way up. One of the, If you're an offensive player, the single most important part of an offense is that offensive line. And they have a great offensive line. I mean, they did it with mix and match at the guards last year. But when you talk like about anchors like Jordan Mailata, who's going to be an all-pro for the next decade, you talk about Kelsey, who 
even though he's up there in years, I think he's coming back and he hasn't fallen off. He is still playing at his prime. I do talk about Lane Johnson. He is a perennial all pro, a terrific player. And then you add, you add Landon Dickerson to that line. And then maybe you bring back Siamalo. I mean, this is a terrific offensive line. I like Hertz. I think Hertz is only going to get better. He's only 23 years old. That's why when I hear talk show hosts come on and say, well, let's, they, they've got to go out and get Russell Wilson, or they've got to go out and get, they, they've got to go out and get Deshaun Watson. Why? Why do they have to do that? You, if you keep, if you keep changing quarterbacks like the New York Jets, you become the New York Jets. I don't think that's their goal. I, I think you nurture a quarterback, you build a quarterback. This kid has plenty of talent. He's 23. He needs time to develop. Don't give up those three first round picks. It's going to cost you at least two of those first round picks to go out and get Russell Wilson, if not three. And who knows what's going to happen with Deshaun Watson? And face it, Aaron Aaron Rodgers isn't coming. No, here. no, and I I don't believe the Rodgers nope. deal. And I think you got a better chance of moving the space needle than you do Russell Wilson out of Seattle. I mean, well, I mean, Merrill might, really might be right. I, I I don't know that, but you might. I, I trust your opinion on that because you're a lot closer to that than I am. But- He's seventy years old. I mean, he, Pete Carroll's not looking to reinvent the wheel there. He's looking to put a gold jacket on and. To go four wins in a season is not a way I would think he wants to go out coaching that. But, Merrill, I, with all the talk that is out there, and, and, and I got to remember something. We're in, the, we're in the space right now in the offseason where we're in the land of misinformation right now, whether it's a draft pick or it's free agency. You know how this conversation goes. Holy cow, Chase Young is being offered up by Washington to Houston. Can you imagine if Deshaun lands in Washington? Do you think, though, Merrill, that they'll kick the tires at least because of all the draft capital they have and because of all the cap space they have? Do you think they'll at least do what John Lynch did when they were looking at potentially looking at Watson a year ago or looking at Matthew Stafford a year ago? Do you think they'll kick the tires on Wilson or Watson? It it would shock me that they investigate everything. Do what do what they call today. They call it due diligence. It it wouldn't shock me, but it would shock me if they give up what it would take to bring one of those quarterbacks here. To me, now this is this is my formula. You know, we all like to play general manager. Right. What I do, what I do is I trade one of those first round picks and maybe a number two, and get into the top ten in the draft. And when I'm in that 10 top of the top 10 of the draft, you're not going to get Aiden Hutchinson. You're probably not going to get Theodo, but you could get, you could get somebody like Kyle Hamilton, the great safety from Notre Dame. You could get 6'6", 360 pound Jordan Davis, the defensive tackle from Georgia. You could get the Kobe Dean. What this team needs them more than any other single position is a difference maker on defense. They do not have a difference maker. They need somebody disruptive at the line of scrimmage. That's what they need. More than anything else, that will change this team. Okay. Now, Merrill, I got killed by people when I made this suggestion here. 
and I want to hear what you think of it. You could kill me too on this. I want you to hear me out here and let, let just, just hear me out. People killed me on it. I know Xander and everybody are like, Oh my God, you're going to ask Merrill Reese this. All right. The offensive line that you said, they're very deep. They have the best offensive line coach in the national football league. They do. Like you said, this kid, Isaac, um, the coach is very high on him and he could potentially be somebody that you're talking about could be a future starter. I suggested this. Why not have four first-rounders? Who is the most desperate team right now in the NFL for an offensive lineman? That would be Cincinnati. In the Super Bowl, they lost that game because they were sacked seven times. It's the worst O-line in the league. I say this to you. Why not trade Landon Dickerson to the Bengals for a first-round draft choice and T. Higgins? You get number two. You get a number two guy. And what you get is four first-rounders where you could potentially package that up to get inside the top 10 to get that edge rusher that you're looking at. And you know as well as I do, all the scenarios that we're talking about, general managers all talk about every player. There's very few players on rosters today in the NFL, Merrill, that are untouchable. Guys like Patrick Mahomes are untouchable. Guys like Aaron Rodgers, those kind of guys. I'm looking to try to improve the team because you can't be 31st in the NFL and sacks, like you said, and not have a difference maker on that side of the football. What do you think about where I was going here on trying to improve the team on both sides? Okay. Number one, I'm not going to kill you because I'm 5'8 and 140 pounds and I'm not <laughs> capable of killing you. That's number one. Num- num- number two, Dan, I do not want to take a, dep- a-, a player like Landon Dickerson who, if anything, exceeded expectations last year. I do not want to mess with the strength of this team. That is the single. You know you've got a terrific offensive line. And I've seen this team over the years without terrific offensive lines. I've seen teams go mix and match. Do you know the year they won the Super Bowl? They had eight different combinations on the offensive line. You can't. that, And that was an anomaly. But. You start with those lines. You start with that offensive line, and you start with that defensive line, and things come together. Believe me, you. it's a lot easier to go watch your quarterback and then surround him with another wide receiver, get him another running back, or add a safety at a corner than it is to add another starting tackle or a guard. I, I am not messing with this offensive line. As a matter of fact, I wouldn't be surprised if they use one of their top three or four picks to get another strong offensive lineman. Yeah, I I mean, I I think they're going to start the progress and maybe the progression of looking at the future behind Jason Kelsey because, as you said, he's debating whether or not to play a couple more years. So, I mean, maybe they start there. Okay, but, but they're thinking that Landon Dickerson was the center. So he could always Correct. go with the guard. But here's here's another thought. So I've already I'm already playing general manager. So I've gone with one of the uh, number one and the number two, and I move into the top ten, and I take a difference maker on defense. Okay, so maybe you trade that fifteenth pick in the first round, but you still have the sixteenth and still have the nineteenth. Suppose at sixteen, Trayvon Burks, the wide receiver from Arkansas, is there. Boy. 
does that add something when you have Trayvon Burks operating along with Devontae Smith? You know what I noticed during these Super Bowls? Receivers, and all during the playoffs, the quarterbacks who performed the best had receivers with separation. This year, the Eagles had Devontae Smith half the time toe-tapping his way to spectacular catches. But there was never that much separation. You need that separation. You get somebody like Burks. Boy, that that really puts the finishing touches on it. Let me ask you, I, I'd, I'd be remiss if I didn't ask you your thoughts on Doug Peterson landing the job in Jacksonville and really bringing a lot of his guys in the building when it came to the coaching staff that he constructed. And, you know, you know and I'm going to ask you a question about Andy Reid and how Andy became a coach in, in Kansas City. I'm just wondering the experience of working with the media, working with what Andy did in Philadelphia. He's clearly a better coach today because when I look when I look at Andy Reid and his relationship, and I'm not saying in any way, Merrill, you were there, that he had a bad relationship with Donovan, but I never saw him so close like he is with Patrick Mahomes in Kansas City, throwing his arm around him, talking to him about more personal things, saying more personal stuff. And by the way, I'm not throwing any shade on that relationship. It just seems to me a better relationship. And I'm wondering, through Doug's experience in Philly and how it ended, and however way you look at it, I'm just wondering, this has to be an opportunity for him to maybe grab control of an organization like Andy did in Kansas City. How do you think it plays out? And do you do you follow me on how that experience yeah, may I, help him? I think, I think uh, first of all, Andy's relationship with Donovan was terrific. Uh, there was no tension there, except when Terrell Owens was in town for a couple of years. There was a lot of tension. Um, I saw that locker room split in a lot of ways after the, the year after the Super Bowl. First year, everything was fine, but after that, it went downhill fast. But Andy and Donovan got along extremely well. Donovan's a great guy. And I think what happens with coaches, Dan, like Andy Reid, like Bruce Arians, as they get older, they don't lose their toughness but they mellow a little bit and they let themselves go a little more and maybe become a little more personal with certain players like their, their prize quarterbacks. So maybe it's, maybe it's that you experience, but believe me, Andy was pretty, pretty well liked among the players also, but, but you're talking about Doug Peterson, Jacksonville, Jacksonville doesn't know how lucky they are. If they did, they would have signed him the first day he was available. Doug Peterson is a heck of a coach. He is he is the definition of a player's coach. And he will take Trevor Lawrence and put him in the offense that will most exemplify his abilities. He will put him in position to succeed. He, I guarantee you Trevor Lawrence is going to be the quarterback this year that people expected last year. He's every bit as talented as Herbert and Burrow. Every bit as talented. Couple last questions for you here, Merrill. Let me then let me let me go here with Andy. And this is kind of a fans question. Okay. It's not a media question. It's a fans question. You were around both these guys. Um who do you think Eagle fans revere more? Reed or Doug Peterson at the end of the day? And what, when you look at the, and no shade on both, fabulous coaches, tremendous men, great leaders of people. 
it, 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 is there a preference? I mean, hell, you might even throw Vermeer. He just made the Hall of Fame because Vermeer was revered by Philly fan, Philadelphia fans forever. I mean, when you look at those two guys, though, how, how do you think the Eagle fans look at Doug versus looking at Andy and how that whole balance worked? Okay, first of all, of all the coaches in all the sports, baseball, football, basketball, and hockey, the single most popular coach in the history of the city is Dick Vermeil. Hands down. No question. Wow. To this day, he is still visible. To even Dallas day, Green. Even Dallas Green? Oh, yeah. By far. Not even even Charlie Manuel, who won a wow. World yeah. D Dick is D Dick is still up there on the Blue Cross billboards. Dick is still visible. He still calls WIP and once a week and analyzes the Eagles games. He's vibrant. He's 85 years old. Yeah. He's on top of everything. And so he he would be the number one coach in Philadelphia sports history. Uh I think because Andy was here so long. His legacy is greater than Dick's and than Doug's because even though Doug did win the Super Bowl. But on the other hand, because <laughs> Andy was here so long, he also has his detractors. He also has the guys who say he can't manage a clock. So so it's it's going to be you, you, you've, you've been around long enough. He's been around long enough for everyone to love him and for people to see the flaws. Doug was here for five years and gone. And he won a Super Bowl, and only the first year and the last year did he not make the playoffs. He made the playoffs for three straight years. So let me just say, they're both they're both wonderful people. They're both wonderful coaches. Andy Reid is a Hall of Fame coach for sure. For sure. And Doug has the future ahead of him to prove just how good he can be, and I think he's terrific. Yeah, you know, when you stay in a place and you're a legend too long, you become a villain as you walk out the door usually. So they always villainize you there. My final question to you, and, um, you know, the way Carson Wentz and that whole thing is going in Indianapolis. And by the way, when you look at the numbers, you know, you know, Merrill, I think the pressure on the quarterback position and the egg that he laid against the Jags, he had 27 touchdowns, seven picks. 35-33 in passing yards, 94 quarterback rating, 62 percentage. But they're just not happy. There's just something about Wentz that is seemingly not really going over well in a locker room or in an organization. Are you shocked that already, and most notably Frank Wright, who's part of this with Chris Ballard, the general manager, and Jim Irsay, are suspect on whether or not, and they're kind of going back and forth on whether or not to move on from Carson or stay with Carson. Are you shocked? Uh, shocked, no. Mildly surprised. Mildly surprised because I thought that the, the Reich-Wentz combination would be more productive than it was. But it's, it's not just Reich, and it wasn't just Doug in the last couple of years. It's it's more involved than that. That's all I can tell you. I think that yeah, I wish Carson Wentz the best. There's still a lot of talent there, but I think there are adjustments that he has to make. I think that when Carson played in that second year where he got hurt in Los Angeles, at that point, he might have been the MVP of the yep. league, yep. of the entire league. But he had a torn ACL 
a torn MCL, structural damage to the knee. He was not ever as mobile as he was that year, and I don't think he really changed his game or made the adjustments that he had to make. I think, obviously, he has to adjust more. He has to get rid of the ball faster. He can't stand there and wait and take the sacks because he can't wiggle out of it the way he could in years one and two. I think all the talent in the world is there. I still think he can put together a terrific NFL career, but it's probably, from everything I hear, not going to be in Indianapolis. You know, I'll tell you, Merrill, I got killed on a Landon Dickerson thing. People are like, no, this guy wears a cowboy hat. He wears no shirt. We love this guy. Oh, yeah. He's a meat and potato guy. I mean, I'm like, hey, I'm just trying to get to deep. No, no, no. You can't be. That's one thing I've noticed about Philly. And, you know, it's funny. We, we were just talking about Wentz. And let me throw Benz to this. I think they get a app for fan base because they do their due diligence. They don't just root. They're not just rooting fans. They're fans that know the roster. I mean, if I make a mistake, no, Sills, they got $18 million in cap space with that one player when it comes. And I'm going like, okay. And I'm going like, it's it's so much. So when you look at Simmons and you went, they get turned on. It's not because it's a tough, it's, it's a tough city. When you come in, they give a pessimistic view of you. It's decide to jump off that diving board where you don't want to work or there's just something else they turn on you. When I see perception on how Philly fan is really smart sports fans. Wait, look, let me tell you something. Um, uh, about 40 years ago, <laughs> about 40 years ago, I was in the lobby of the Crystal City Marriott the night before a Washington game. And I went over to Dick's offensive advisor the great Sid Gilman. And I used to bother him all the time. And he was very patient with me. Sid, how do you work the hash marks? What do you do here? What? And he gave me an education. And he finally had had it. He said, sit down. He said, I'm going to tell you something. Tomorrow, we're going to play this team and we know exactly what they're going to do. He said, they're going to give the ball to 44 and they're going to run the counter tray we know exactly what they're going to do, and we're still going to get our behind sanded to us because we can't stop it. He said, every week we go into a stadium, and there are 60,000 offensive coordinators sitting <laughs> in seats. Here in Philadelphia, Dan, every week you go into the link, and there are 70,000 general managers sitting in the stands. <laughs> so, and, and many of them are very, very knowledgeable, too. <laughs> Absolutely. Merrill, thank you so much. It's been such a privilege and pleasure to talk with you, and it always is. Thank you so much, my friend. I can't wait. We got March 1st coming up with free agency. Then we got that gigantic draft coming up with three ones as of now going into draft what happens at free agency the eagles are going to be superstars in this offseason here thank you so much as you are always an all-star here thank you merrill my pleasure dan have a great day you got it all right folks appreciate it damn i couldn't get the landon dickerson deal across the table on him hit the like button keep it here on the national football show go for the midnight dares go for the memories go for the view that goes on forever. Go for the bubbles in your bathtub and in your drink. Go to bed whenever you want. Or don't. 
Go for him. Go for her. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. So good, it just disappears. You know you like being right. That's why you should enroll in an Independence Blue Cross plan. It's the health plan chosen by more people than any other. With more doctors and hospitals. More benefits that really rock. More of the coverage you want for the right price, including free doctor visits 24-7. It's a choice you can feel good about. Because when you're right, you're right. And when you've got Independence Blue Cross, you're right where you need to be. Call 1-844-200-2583 today to get an Independence Blue Cross plan. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. Dickerson, Cincinnati. T. Higgins, the 31st pick and a third rounder. <laughs> I'm going to get this thing across the finish line. I'm, I'm, there's no way that this, you're not, you guys are not looking at this thing. I even got Brooks this, I even got Brooks this morning to go. I might do that. Soon as I come on here and I do my pregame with Ant, dude, listen, bro, please. Who, who's next today, Malata? <laughs> no, no. Well, if you're so high on this kid, Isaac, put his ass in there. Go get me another one. Go get me a two receiver. Go get me a third rounder. Cincinnati's desperate. No, I'm not trading him. Ugh. Washington will give up Chase Young, but Merrill hated your trade. He did, Bobby. Maybe in Merrill's way he did because he didn't want to be a jackass to me. He probably did hate it. Okay, Bobby. You know what? Merrill being the man that he is, he breaking news. Sills Landon's favorite food is gabagool. <laughs> 
okay, no, he's out. No, we're not trading him. If if it's true that his favorite dish, Landon Donovan, Landon Donovan, uh, Landon Dickerson, if his favorite dish is gabagool, he's off the trading block. I'll find another stiff, and I'll find another dude tomorrow, man. I'll get another guy. Oh, the, the, the Dillard guy, thinking of stiffs. Put him in there. <laughs> he loves Gabagool. Oh, oh, oh. That guy now has gone on to the board of, okay, hands off. So you mean if he likes Italian food? Oh, yeah, if he likes Italian food. Or if he's a paisan? Yeah, absolutely, man. He goes on the untouchable list. Thank you. Steve, thank you. Okay, Gabagool, you made it. All right. You changed my opinion now. You threw Gabagool in there. Okay? Hey, pizza frit. You going to throw that in there too? You throw scoongeels into anything or lobster. I'm always – see, one thing that you guys will – here, I'll tell you how to buy Cilio. Landon Dickerson, I got it. Holy cow, you guys are the best. Do not F up. <laughs> Do not F up. Here's how I'm easily bought. Good plate, of, good plate of spaghetti, a nice five-pound lobster, and some scoongeels, easily bought. Okay? Big Sills, you have Jimmy G on the Eagles. <laughs> oh, Jimmy. Man, he's a jailing guy. Are you? Are you a jailing guy? Maniac goes, good, good show. Oh, oh, wait a minute. Okay, hey, wait, Maniac goes, so wait a minute, Maniac. I think that's a shot at me. Good show tonight? Tonight. Not last night. Tonight. See, this is how, hey, I'm going to show you guys how I used to be. Hey. What's what he's saying? Monday's, Monday's show wasn't good, but tonight was. Tuesday show, scallops, eh, depends on where they come from. I love oysters. So, so hey, hey, Wednesday show, wasn't good, but tonight's is. <laughs> wow. Maniac just pacified me. Okay, Silio. I haven't laughed in 24 hours, okay? Is that what you want to hear? Fine. Now you sound like Xander. <laughs> Yesterday's show was ass because you're talking about <laughs> Birdman gave it to me today, too. And all you guys are going, Cilio, I know you see me. I see you during the middle show. I, I see you. I see Leo. I know you see me. I'm like, I see you, man. Uh <laughs> John, I love laughing, man. I think it's something that we all don't do enough of nowadays. Uh, Dickerson's a Chick-fil-A dude. Oh, God, are those sandwiches great. Okay. She'll see so obviously. Uh, Landon Dickerson, dude. Merrill Lynch, no. Tupac, 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 none. <laughs> uh, right? One pock, two pock, three pock, two pock, one pock, no pock, one. I get it. Thank you. 
Matt Hatter, I see you too. Guys, thank you so much, man. I really appreciate you guys coming aboard. Don't forget, we'll be doing the middle again. We're going to be doing it. Um, I also think next week too. So we're going to be rocking and rolling here. We really appreciate the great folks at Jacob. Xander, thank you so much again, guys. Please hit the like button. You missed any of Merrill Reese's comments that he made on the program. Go back and watch him. Share it. Thank you so much, guys. Till tomorrow, 4 to 6 Eastern. We'll see you on the flip side. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.